Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, Mike Durant wants to get your guns. Also, there's been a little trouble at the Port Authority. And the V-Team makes predictions about the Senate and the governor's race. For me. Ooh, they're gonna channel Whoopi Goldberg. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Susan Britt, research guru extraordinaire, Charlie Walker, assistant editor at APR, and Republican strategist and all-around just fantastic person, Angie Horn. Aww. Hey, Angie. <laughs> Hi. Finally, you're nice on to the be here set. in person. Yeah. I know. It's great. It, yeah. it is good to be uh, back together uh, after two years of not seeing <laughs> two each years. other. It's amazing. Angie, I'm going to come to you with this first question. You know, we look at campaigns. One of the mm -hmm. things that we always look at is campaign finance. Mm -hmm. Katie Britt has outraised uh, Mo Brooks and Mike Durant. But Mike Durant has loaned himself almost $7 million. What are you seeing here in these numbers, and what do they tell you? Well, first of all, historically, there has never been a statewide election that was run by a self-funded, won by a self-funded candidate in Alabama. It has absolutely never happened. So not only does the Brit campaign have more money than the Durant campaign, but it's coming from actual donors. So that shows support from people in all 67 counties. Durant doesn't have support from people in Alabama who are willing to donate that money. And so what it shows is that his support is very, very surfaced. And the people that are supporting Brett are willing to support her through through everything. Susan, I mean, uh, you, you are a numbers person all the way around. So uh, just what's your take on it? My take, my take on it is not even just the numbers. It's where the money's coming from. Uh, you know, the majority, and I mean like 99% of Katie Britt's donations are coming from people in Alabama. Durant's numbers are coming from outside of the state, from different PACs and, you know, the Lincoln Project. And, and But these are actual people in Alabama that believe in Katie Britt that are sending their money to her and saying, please represent us. People vote with their wallets first, right? Absolutely. Uh, that's, that's how we do it. Uh, I, I did think it was interesting. You know, uh, there was a pit piece in Breitbart, and I don't know how many people like Breitbart's. A lot of conservatives like Breitbart. Angie, where they were pointing to that a lot of uh, that Durant's money, except for self-funded money, is really coming from PACs that have ties more closely to Democrats and moderates than would be acceptable in Alabama. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, Mike Durant's PAC contributions are, are largely from uh, groups with not only liberal ties, but are funded by liberal donors, and their state admission is a liberal mission. So, um, you know, I, I don't know what passes for conservative in New Hampshire. 
I've never run a race in New Hampshire. But apparently it's not the same thing that passes for conservative in Alabama. And so that's the reason Mike Durant can't get any financial support here and is having to go to people who supported Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden and the Lincoln Project to fund his campaign because people here are not buying what he's selling. And that's, that's all I'm confused about is Katie Britt has these amazing, you know, campaign contribution numbers. I don't see how how and Durant's still leading, I'm confused as, you know, the, the correlation with that. You know, she has all this support, Alabama money, and yet he's pulling ahead. I, I'm very... And, and the other thing with him I, I find really strange is that, you know, his main home is in Maryland. Mm-hmm. He has another home in Colorado. That's not he's, a home in Colorado. <laughs> a, I was trying to be that's nice. A, that's a small town. <laughs> he's not really, he's not from here. No, he's not from here. He doesn't really have anything to get, you know, to, to, to any uh, heartstrings like right. those of us who are from the state do. Right. What does he really care what happens to Alabama? He doesn't. He just he wants thinks, to be senator. He thinks for a bunch of hicks he can buy. Exactly. Just like he bought the, the multi-million dollar estate in Colorado or his home in, in Maryland. Mm-hmm. He thinks we're for sale. And we're not. I think you're well, right. and the biggest knock on, on Mike Durant really is he puts sugar on his grit. Jesus. <laughs> Don't know if that's true or not. Well, let's move on. Let's look at the uh, the governor's race. Governor Kay Ivey is uh, leading in uh, the fundraising. But Lindy Blanchard, another candidate, and I happen to like Lindy Blanchard as a person, she has put, Angie, $7.8 million into a governor's race. You've run two governor's races. Mm-hmm. $7.8 million. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. And, you know, in politics, we don't just look at the overall amount, but we look at the amount per vote. And so how much are you having to spend per vote? She's polling, looking at polls somewhere between 13 and 14 percent. Um, this is the highest amount per vote spent in the country. So wow. um, so this is this is an odd situation to, to continue Throwing good money after bad. But it's her. She can do whatever she wants to do with it. That's what I'm It's just kind of like a, you should have dropped out a while ago. But sure. good on you if you want to keep going, I it's guess. Your it's money. your money. Do what you your want money. to do with it. Exactly. Yeah, and I mean, and the thing that, that most people don't realize is that Kay Ivey has been running since she was treasurer. Her name ID is so valid. I mean, she's put so much money in it since the time she was mm-hmm. treasurer. The lieutenant governor and now the governor. Right. Yeah. So she's she's got a lot of lot of spit in this game. A lot invested. Uh, Tim James is uh, kind of dragging up the rear there. I don't know, but I don't know if Tim would like saying he drug up anybody's rear. Uh, but uh, but he is dragging up the rear. But let's let's get it on to another fun one. So Susan, what is your prediction in the governor's race? And I, yes, this is an essay question. <laughs> At least four parts. Long answer. No, I got have four sentences or three. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> okay. All right. Prediction of the governor's race, and why do you say? Kay Ivey, because of what I just said, she's got name ID. She's done a good job as governor. Uh, she's got good plans for the future. She's actually talking, you know, policy. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's going to be Kay Ivey. Okay, Charlie? Ivy as well. I mean, with uh, Lindy, like I stated earlier, should have already been out of there. But uh, Tim James, I'm truly hoping that just the people of Alabama see how evil he is and just, you know, cast him aside and we have Ivy again. Well, Angie? Governor Kay Ivy will be reelected. And why? She'll get more votes. (laughs) <laughs> there you go. All right, so let's let's look. 
pointing out the obvious once again, aren't you? <laughs> you know. All right. What about the Senate race? Where where, where we come down? Where we got? Do we end up with a runoff? We do end up with a runoff. I think uh, Katie Britt ends up in first. I think the Second Amendment ads we're seeing now with Mike Durant um, talking about the best way to have law and order is to disarm the U.S. population. That's going to tank him. So. Uh, I think Mo and and Brett, or, I'm sorry, Mo and Durant are going to be fighting for the bottom to see who who Brett beats in the runoff. Okay, Susan. I think it's going to be Durant and Katie. I think Katie's going to end up on top of that because I think there's a lot of stuff that's going to come out over the next couple of weeks that Durant may or may not have been anticipating, but the voters don't know anything about. Durant, Durant, and Katie, Katie on top, and at this point, it's kind of like Mohu. <laughs> so. Well, I agree with all three of you. So, you're outnumbered. Because I'm a man, I know to agree. All right, you're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. President Trump trusted Lindy Blanchard with national security issues because Lindy is strong, conservative, and tough, and she backs it up. Lindy believes the election was stolen from Trump. Kay Ivey thinks Biden's victory was legitimate. Lindy believes Alabama should not do business with the Chinese. Kay Ivey expanded trade with communist China. Like Trump, Lindy will appoint conservatives as judges. Kay Ivey appointed liberal Democrats. Trump tested conservative to the core, a clear choice. Lindy Blanchard for governor. So you got caught speeding. But this time you got more than a ticket. What are you in for? Vehicular homicide. Stop speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. I'm Donald Trump, but I love Alabama. As many of you know, there are a few issues facing our nation as important as election integrity and election fraud. This is why the people of the great state of Alabama must work together to make it easier to vote and harder to cheat. So get out, register to vote, and get a photo ID so you can make your voice heard and decide the future of our great country. Thank you. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. I, I kind of feel like we're beating up on Mike Durant, and, and, you know, I don't... You know what? You know why that is? Why? Because you got three intelligent women sitting on this, this stage that know the background of Mike Durant and are not tolerating it. Okay. Well, there you go. Never argue with a woman who knows her own mind. Well, the interesting thing is, is that Mike Durant will not debate. I mean, Mo Brooks is ready to debate. Katie Britt's ready to debate, but Mike Durant will not debate. Susan? Gee whiz. Is it maybe because he doesn't know how to handle himself in person and in public? Is it maybe that he doesn't want to answer the tough questions? Is it maybe that he doesn't have a plan and doesn't want people to figure out that's, that he just actually wants to be senator? And that's all he's planning on doing? I don't know. These are kind of questions in my mind. No, I think it's that he cares so little about Alabama <laughs> that he doesn't even bother to try to formulate a response to the questions. So he just I doesn't want to... I think he thinks we're for sale. And he doesn't have to do anything that normal 
elections have to do because he's just going to use his multi-million dollars that he made off the federal government, by the way, our money, mm -hmm. um, and he's going to try to buy us. And he's wrong. We're not for sale. We're just no. dumb old Alabama people. Mm -hmm. That's all we are. Yep. Well, uh, Quinn Hilliard, uh, mobile-based conservative, was works for the Washington Examiner. He, he, he said he's coming across as a political coward. But Angie, this is the least of Durant's worries right now. Sure. This Second Amendment thing has really taken off. Can you give us a little bit sure. more background so, on that? So Mike Durant is on YouTube. Uh, it's a speech he gave that he, in his own words, said he gave the speech 500 times in which he, and I'm paraphrasing here, says that the military should disarm the public in United States cities in the name of law and order. Um, and then he goes on to say, what makes this hard is that people in America are going to, to not want to do this. No, Mike, what makes this wrong is the United States Constitution. It is game over for Mike Durant. There is no way in the world that Alabamians are going to elect a self-professed gun grabber. It's not going to happen. No, I mean, you know, it's a... Good luck getting my gun, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I most... I mean, even... I know liberals that carry... That have handguns. Right, and, yes. And, and rifles and things like that. But that was a shocking admission. I mean, the Ukraine right now is a very good example of why. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I mean, shocking admission. He said when they were in Somalia or wherever that the first thing they wanted to do was go grab all the guns. And then he pivots and says that would be a good idea... In America. In U.S. cities. Yeah, in U.S. cities. I mean, this guy is, this guy is, is he's unhinged. Good luck he's with grabbing second. the guns off Sand Mountain. Right, come on. <laughs> come on. Looking forward to watching you ride up to 431 and not ride back. I don't want to, uh, again, we're, we're going into this because hey, he's been in the lead. When you're in the lead, you're the guy that the media pays attention to. Look, Mike, who doesn't even live here. He doesn't know Alabama rules. Mo Brooks was in the lead before anybody knew who he was. This is the same thing. Yeah. Mike Durant is trying to run enough commercials of him saying Bible verses while flying a helicopter. Don't know why you're saying the Bible verse, why you're flying the helicopter. But he's trying to do that enough that we won't understand what he's really about. And, and Alabamians are starting to understand what he's really about, and his poll numbers are dropping. Yeah. They are. Yeah, I've slowly seen over social yeah. media in the last few weeks, you know, I saw support build, and now I'm seeing it decrease. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to increase so, uh, severely. I, I was talking about that Breitbart uh, article the other that was printed the other day, and Mo Brooks tweeted it out and sent out a press release with it, because in it, Mike Durant defends illegal immigrants or immigration into this country saying that his people, meaning the business community, need more of it, not I don't, less. I don't think he met the business community when he said Oh, he people. didn't? No. I think that he met people in the northeastern United States, which is where he's from. People, and then when he's talking about my people, he's talking about people in New Hampshire, oh, okay. Massachusetts, Connecticut, because they benefit if we flood South, in the southeastern United States agricultural community with cheap labor. They're the ones that benefit. Those are his people. And what he said was that he wants to bring in more immigrant labor, especially for things like agriculture and nursing, in order to drop down American wages. That's what he said. Ouch. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. He wants to take our guns and drop down our salary. You know, this... Obviously not from Alabama at all. This is... Y'all hearing this, right? This is clearly <laughs> a guy who is out of touch with not only, I think, Alabama values, but but really American values. Sure. And, so, and yes, he was shot down. He, yeah. he wrote a book that made him millions of dollars about his experience 
11 days as a POW. Now, right. I know that's a long time. Yes. Your father Thank you. that's was a prisoner of war for uh, over a year. Yes, in a German starvation camp. Yeah. Nah, nah. So, 11 days, and I understand it's torture. I get that. But I'm not that impressed with that. Okay, my dad had to be rescued. He wasn't released. He had to be rescued. They had to wait two weeks before they could even move him and his his uh, other brothers there because they were so starved. So the the the, the, the Look, capture is not really playing Dur- that well. Durant's service to this country is respectable and honorable. Yeah, absolutely. It does not give him an excuse to want to come get our guns. It does not give him an excuse to make millions of dollars off our taxpayer money, and it does not give him an excuse to want to drive down the wages in the southeastern United States for the benefit of his friends in northeastern United States. And it doesn't do any. I, I agree with you totally. And what I was trying to get to there, and I, I think I kind of missed the point. I resent the fact that he is taking his capture, my dad's capture, any capture of a soldier, and doing that as his campaign, and not on the values of what Alabama is, because he doesn't understand Alabama values. Again, exactly. we, we respect all those who have worn the uniform and served. As, as, as uh, we understand, I want to get to this one last thing. We've got about a minute. Uh, President Trump was coming, uh, former President Trump was coming to Birmingham, scheduled for June 18th, which would have been right after the uh, the primary. Now, Angie, he's, he's not coming till July 9th. Is there sure. any, anything to read in those tea leaves? You know, again, I never try to predict why President Trump or his team are doing anything, but um, it does seem to me that perhaps they're waiting till after the runoff so that there can be a unification of in, in, of the Trump backers to whoever the nominees are for these positions, I think that I think it's important for Trump in 2024. He needs to become a unifier, and I think it's a smart move for him to come to Alabama, the Red Estate Union, after all of the elections are settled. Hold hands with those who won, and let's all get on the same page. So it is not there is nothing that we're reading into this where we still don't know who he might or might not endorse. I, I tend to think at this point he's not going to. Endorse either candidate, uh, just and 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 this me reading tea leaves. I could right. be totally wrong, and that he's they move the date. He wants to get out from in between those two. They're too As close. A, okay, too close. No, I was just going to say. I, I just think he doesn't want to uh, endorse a loser, and he wants to go rah rah with the winner. So he's waiting. So. All right. Well, we're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching the V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. You'll never guess what 400,000 people in the U.S. were using when they crashed their cars last year. No, not this. This. Distracted driving will kill you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. is one of the crown jewels mm-hmm. of Alabama. It is such an important 
part of Alabama's commerce. Uh, it, it, you know, you might look at it as the front porch. Yes, you know, of that course. Mobile oh, itself. it is absolutely. Uh, and and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. And you know, Susan, you and I have toured the port. And, we have. It's and so very impressive. very impressive. Uh, but something happened recently that that we reported on and found it a little disturbing. Is that Chief Executive Officer and Director John Driscoll mm -hmm. was awarded uh, a, a pay raise, and he also was given a bonus of nearly fifty thousand dollars just to join the Mobile Country Club. Now, there's nothing, in fact, illegal about that happening, unless it's still not illegal. But it was not handled properly, Susan. No. It was not voted on by the board. It was no. unilaterally done. No, it wasn't. And everything that, especially when it comes to salaries and bonuses and all that, has to go before the full board. But this was a unilateral decision based on the, uh, the president of the board of directors. So, or the chairman, I'm sorry. Uh, and, and you can't just do that. And in fact, and I will give it to Driscoll, when he found out that it had not gone before the board, he paid all the money back. I mean, because he knew how wrong it was. Angie, uh, we are not accusing uh, Director Driscoll of doing anything wrong, but Best Award, who's a very powerful man down in South Alabama, he's the chairman of the board, and you know he's he's admitted to us that he just went in and approved this country club membership, and of course they first denied it, and then they said yes, and then I called all the board members, and at least several of them said, oh no, we didn't approve that. But it's it's not right. No, and I think it sheds light on a huge issue in government at the state, federal, and local levels, which is that sometimes people, more often than not, people are appointed to these boards and they have no idea what they're supposed to be doing, what's allowed, what's not allowed. And so, you know, you often end up, this one's very publicized, but you often end up having to clean up messes of these boards that are appointed that are just given a letter that says, congratulations, you're appointed, yeah. and no understanding of what their roles, rules, or responsibilities are. Right, and I definitely understand that, but I think that once you're in that position, you assume that responsibility to, you seek the information sure. that you well, need and learn the role. If you're the head of the board, you of all people should know all the rules, sure. how it works, and be able to guide others. That's why you were appointed to that. That's I why you were elected to that position, is because you're supposed to be the head authority of how this board works. Right. I can't imagine, you know, what qualifications you have to have for overseeing such a massive operation. But it's very clear by statute that any pay raise or any pay at all and any bonuses have to be approved by the board. That was not the case. It became an embarrassment for the Port Authority. It And we were promised that it would not happen well, again. Well, it should be obvious to anyone that is handing out taxpayer money that you can't unilaterally hand out taxpayer <laughs> money. I mean, that, yeah, that should be obvious. It's not sometimes. And I think that we need to do a better job at all phases of government when we appoint people to making sure that they sign a document or, or make some agreement that they're going to do the job they were appointed to do. Well, and I can tell you true. Uh, at, at APR, we do have a bonus system. Uh, that's very similar to the country club situation mm -hmm. where that we will send you on an all expenses paid trip to the Wavaho of your choice. And we will get you moon pies and RC colas if yeah. you like. Yeah. Well, no? Good moon well, pies. Yeah, we no? do that. Well, yeah. okay. Hey, something that really important happened during legislative session, I think, 
is that the legislature allocated money to reduce maternal mortality, a real win for the women of our state. I, I felt it was positive. Angie, I don't know how you feel about that. Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely anything that we can do to help uh, women and, and children is positive. Yeah, finally, they're paying attention to women's issues. Just a little bit. Well, uh, you know, Alabama has the, you know, one of the worst infant mortality rates mm -hmm. in, in, in the country and, and even lower in the world. So anything that we can do yes. to make a mother's health safer and a child's health safer, I think we should do it. Of course we should. Of course. I mean, this, I mean, we're talking about lives here, not Republicans, not Democrats. We're talking about women <coughs> and children. And this is very important to the state. It's very important to those families. And I think it's a, it's a good move. I think it's a really good move. Well, and, and, and it's, go ahead. Charlie. Oh, no, I was just going to say, you made an interesting point also that the, uh, with uh, new mothers in hospital, that the toll on black mothers is significantly harsher than that of, you know, white mothers or, you know, or, or P POC against, you know, white people. Like, it's very disproportionate. And I think more of a focus needs to be made on that. Well, and the fact that the, a lot of these women are rural, they are, they are, they are, they're not, they're not prosperous. They're, mm -hmm. you know, they're struggling. So it's always a good thing if we can help the folks of Alabama. So Angie, we 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 right now are facing an important time in Alabama history, where uh, we're we're going to have some some real issues here. I know uh, you have a, a vested interest in the Secretary of State's yes. race. But can you tell us how that race is going? Sure. So, um, spirit of full disclosure, I'm the consultant for Wes Allen. He's a former probate judge and current member of the legislature who's running for the Secretary of State. Uh, there are four people running in that race. Uh, Wes has been all over the state. Yeah. Um, and is in three counties today. And I think the Secretary of State position is so important because the Secretary of State, a lot of people don't know this, is the chief elections official of the entire state of Alabama. So, every municipal election, every county election, every statewide election, every legislative election— He's responsible. And Wes Allen is the only person that is running for Secretary of State that has been an election administration official without ever making a mistake. So he ran 18 elections as probate judge of Pike County, never once made a mistake. As a legislator, he's passed election integrity bill after election integrity bill, including the ban on curbside voting and the ban on Zuckerbergs. That's what we got to have in Secretary of State's office. And, and, and Angie, I, I'm so glad you pointed that out because I've been wanting to make that same point. And that especially people who were worried about the 2020 election, if you're worried about your votes getting counted or not counted, you better pay very close attention to this Secretary of State's race because that's where it ultimately, in every state, it comes down to the Secretary of State's counting those I'll, votes. I'll tell you something else it stands for, and that is that a lot of people don't realize this, but for the past four years, the Alabama Secretary of State has received 62% more nationwide television coverage than our governor, which means that person is the voice and the spokesperson, and you want something, somebody who is serious and is not going to embarrass us. I agreed. think that's what's happening. All right, we're going to have to leave it right there. That was not a paid political nope. uh, thing, but that was a question I wanted to ask you. I think it's a very serious issue for our state. It is. You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them.